I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ah, good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. And we're streaming live on thezone1059.com and the Out of Bounds radio app. We've got Tim Brando. Long-time broadcaster, ESPN, CBS, Fox. He's been in Sports Talk Radio. Right when I started in Sports Talk Radio, Timmy B was on Sporting News Radio from, I think, 9 a.m. to noon. Um, And I would listen religiously, but everybody in the SEC knows him because he's called football, basketball, baseball, and here, and then, of course, national games and so on with Fox Now from Shreveport, Louisiana. Tim Brando on the Out of Bounds Show on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Timmy B., good morning. How you doing? I'm good, Bo. It's great to be with you. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Uh, you doing well? Yeah. Yeah, just uh, basketball Jones. I'm flying around the country doing uh, college basketball now. I did have a, didn't have a game this week during the week, but uh, generally I do. Uh, so I got a little bit of a respite. Didn't have to fight the uh, airport terminal uh, or the or the weather gods, which have been, and of course the weather was better this week than it's been in the last two or three weeks. So I got a little better weather week when I was at home, which is okay. I'll take it. But uh, I leave tomorrow for uh, Cincinnati. I've got Xavier and Creighton on Saturday on Fox at two uh, o'clock uh, Central, three Eastern. And um, next week I'll um, I'll be heading back to the Big East uh, and um, and doing uh, another game involving UConn, the nation's number one team. I've been doing a lot of UConn and Purdue and the Big Ten and the Big East, so following um, a lot of the best teams in the country. So it's it's always fun this time of year, and of course uh, I'll culminate my my season at the Big East tournament, and um, and then I'll be chasing grandbabies and golf balls. Love it. All right, what do you like? To- to- <laughs> Which sport do you like? To do better, football or basketball, Timmy B. Neither, neither. It's a tie. I know it, it bugs people when I say that, but it's true. I, I love being on. I love what I do, and it doesn't really matter the sport or the teams. Uh, I just love calling live sports television. Uh, I would work uh, other sports if I wanted to 
to travel year-round, but I don't anymore. I, I really prefer the sports that I'm most passionate about, and that's college football and college basketball. Uh, and so in the spring and summer, I, I choose to stay home, recharge my battery, and, uh, and, and be enthusiastic when, you know, toe meets leather in September or late August. So um, I've been doing that really pretty much since I left CBS and, uh, and left uh, my radio show. I, I worked around the clock and through the calendar for, you know, the better part of um, 35 years, and, uh, and this particular year is my 39th nationally. I started at ESPN in 1985 <clears throat> while I was still working in Baton Rouge on local television. And I moved to Connecticut in uh, December of 86. <clears throat> I'm contracted to work all the way through 26, so that'll get me to my uh, 40th year. Uh, in 2025 will be my 40th anniversary of national television. Wow. And I've been calling ball games since 1971 when I was a uh, uh, an eighth grader. So in the, in the eighth grade, I began calling high school football with my dad. So that's 53 years I've been doing it football uh either on friday or saturday so in one capacity or, or another so i i'm i'm loving life and uh and as i said i'm very proud of my grandchildren i've got two that are in the mississippi area over at umc my uh, son-in-law is a resident in plastic surgery and so i come over to madison many many times to see my daughter and um, my daughter tara and my my son john sullivan so um We've got two grandbabies there, and we've got two here in Shreveport. So between the ages of three and seven. So Big Daddy B likes to be with his kids and his and his wife a little bit more in the spring and summer. That's great, man. Tim Brando on the Out of Bounds Show and the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, this is ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Timmy B, I remember when you would come through, I think I've got this right, in the 80s, to and cover and call college baseball at Duty Noble Field right after Raffi and Will had left Mississippi State, and ESPN was doing a, a you know some games here and there. Do I have that right? Oh yeah, yeah. If you watch the um, <clears throat> if you watch the documentary that they did on um, the Thirty for Thirty series, uh, Thunder and Lightning, I'm all over it. Yeah, <laughs> and we were doing those games at Duty Noble behind the backstop. They didn't have a press box back then. <laughs> that's that's true absolutely true and uh sunday night college baseball was a staple we also uh just to to be um to be fair and make sure that Ole Miss gets taken care of uh tim mcgraw's dad tug and i did the um uh, first college baseball game ever played at swayze uh when they built that in 1990 the 89-90 season i think it was maybe the 89 summer of 89 maybe uh, Kentucky played Ole Miss. Uh, Don Kessinger's son was was playing at that time. This was before Kessinger was coaching, but but uh, his son was on that team. Keith, I believe, was his name. And I remember doing that game with Tugger and uh, his son Tim, who was going to Northeast, which is where I went to school before it became ULM. He drove over with some cassette tapes to play for his father that he had only met. Uh, one other time, the second time he ever saw his dad, that he because he didn't know uh, until he was up in years who his dad was. Uh, he lived over in um, outside the Ravel area, and uh, he drove over with his cassette tapes, and he played them for us. And Tug 
said, what do you think of my kid? I said, I, I think he should leave school and go to Nashville right now. <laughs> That's a true story as well. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tug was working in Philadelphia where he had, um, Phillies. He had retired as a baseball player with the Phillies. Yeah. And, um, you know, they had won the 1980 World Series when Pete Rose had come over. And uh, he was doing a sports casting gig there. And the programming head at ESPN at that time, a gentleman by the name of Lauren Matthews, uh, was auditioning guys to become uh, broadcasters for Major League Baseball when it came to ESPN, which was the following year, the 1991 year. And um, so I was basically doing an on-air audition for Tug doing that old Miss Kentucky game that day. And we had a blast. It was a lot of fun. I remember Langston Rogers took us to Old Taylor Grocery. Tug was telling a bunch of stories, and it was a blast. And uh, and Tim was with us. And uh, who knew that Tim would later become, you know, an international uh, country and and, uh, and sensation. But um, yeah, that's a that's that's a wild story. When he did the movie, and uh, you said you religiously listened to my show, when he did the movie Blindside playing the role of another uh, Mississippi guy. I knew pretty well Sean Tui. I covered Sean when I started doing LSU games in 81 and 82 on Tiger Vision while I was working in Baton Rouge. So he came on. We booked him to be on my show. And at that time, we were simulcasting the Brando show. It was also on uh, CBS Sports Network. It was being done on cable television, sort of similar to what uh, Feinbaum does now with SEC Network with his show being on both radio and and TV. So they booked him to be on my show, and he was doing this rotary thing where he was going to do like 25, 30 shows in a day, you know, moving from market to market and doing a few national shows too. And I'll never forget uh, when when, um, Tim came on with me, I said, um, Tim, when you saw my name in my show uh, when you were about to come on uh, today, what did you think of? And he said, Ole Miss. <laughs> and so that was his answer. He That's really great. Right away, he knew right away he was talking to Tim Brando, who, who worked with his dad and uh, who went to dinner at Old Taylor Grocery with his dad. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Uh, before he had made it big and before he moved from Ravel. Wow, Tim Brando. Long-time TV broadcaster host, Sports Talk Radio. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line, obviously tied to the SEC and LSU. Uh, I, I, we got to talk Chris Jackson for a minute, Timmy B. Um, yeah, sure. I was in junior high, high school when he was playing. I went to almost all the games at Humphrey Coliseum. Uh, Dale Brown and Richard Williams would get after it. Dale had more talent, but Richard was a hell of a coach too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. they had some great matchups. Broke my heart. When uh, when Chris Jackson uh, picked LSU over Mississippi State, but I still loved him. Um, do you remember the first time you ever saw Chris Jackson play hoops, Timmy B? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I called, as you know, several of his games. Larry Conley and I did a game 
with him at Kentucky. Um, <clears throat> we did um, uh, an incredible game that was um, – I wish I'd done the game at Ole Miss. You remember uh, that incredible matchup that he had, and I'm trying to remember – Gerald Glass. Gerald Glass. They put on a show uh, in that game. I did not have that game, but I remember watching it. Uh, he made some huge shots to beat Kentucky at Kentucky, and we had Dale mic'd up for that game. I did his games at uh, Arkansas, and that was, I mean, when when Nolan had it rolling. With that great team of his with Day and Mayberry, and um, and then later, of course, the the Final Four team with Carlos Williamson and those guys. But but yeah, Chris was sort of the the modern day version of Pete Maravich. He was doing things on the floor. <clears throat> that had not been done on an SEC floor since Maravich played. Pete was different because it was at a different time and there was really no one like him. And uh, But he was magical not only in making shots, but also in passing the ball, you know, uh, making incredible behind-the-back passes and transitions. Chris did all those things. And the one thing I remember is that a lot of times his teammates – just were not ready for the passes they were going to get. You know, his the speed of his game was going far faster than than they they could realize. Okay, the game really slowed down for him long before he did other people. But uh, the other thing, because of his Tourette syndrome, and I remember this, and I don't believe people understand. Uh, Dale got a lot of grief uh, in his second season because they lost to Georgia Tech, the Lethal Weapon Three, in a great game in the NCAA tournament. And that wasn't a bad team either. Uh, Kenny Anderson, Brian Oliver, Dennis Scott, uh, all three first-round draft picks on the first team on that team. But Chris had Shaq, and he had Stanley Roberts on his team. And I want to say the final was something like 95 to 94, 93, 92. It was a great game. Uh, Georgia Tech wound up winning it and moving on to the Sweet 16 and then on to the, the Final Four eventually. But um, – when when Chris was playing with those guys, he had uh, the Tourette syndrome that he had caused him to to say things on the floor. He get he would get really mad at himself, and and um, it was because he was young and because he was so active. If you read anything about Tourette, you 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 find out that it affects the the nervous system in a way that. If a kid is really a perfectionist and wants to be great, he he gets mad at himself. And he would get really angry on the floor, but with himself. Well, the problem was guys like Stanley and Chad, they thought he was mad at them. You know, they were young too. And and they they didn't understand it. And I remember talking with uh, Dale about it in length. And then also from uh, privately talking to Chris uh, about it. It did improve as he got a little bit older, but Tourette's is something that is really very hard for young people to deal with. And especially those that are very active and God knows there wasn't anyone any more active than, than Chris Jackson at that time. And um, yeah, I don't know. You've seen him probably recently in the, the three on three league. Yes. Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf can still play. Yeah. <laughs> he can absolutely still play. And when, um, Dale Brown was honored a couple of years ago. I saw him. He came down when they uh, named the floor of the court after Dale at LSU on January 4th in 2021. So it's been almost three years, two and a half years maybe. And Chris was there, and I got to talk at length with him. He's doing great. Um, 
and uh, and and was a rock star as you can imagine when he got there to see Dale and and be there for those festivities. Uh, because like you, he mesmerized a lot of people, <laughs> and, and he's such a nice guy, very very humble uh, individual. And uh, his story is a unique one, no doubt about it. And I was really honored and privileged to get to call as many of the games as I did of his. Tim Brando, longtime broadcaster on the Out of Bounds show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Timmy B., um, as a kid, I would get to either the SEC tournament games or the hump an hour before the game just to watch him warm up. And that's how... Special he was, Timmy B, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll give you an example of um, uh, imagine if Chris had played when Maravich played. I, I went down to the John Parker Agricultural Center in 1967. I was 11 years old. My father's brother, my uncle, was a public relations guy for Exxon. And he called my dad and he told him, you, you need to bring Tim down to see this kid, uh, Pistol Pete. And my dad said, okay. So he was already making some headlines. But remember, back then, uh, freshmen were not allowed to play right. with the varsity. So we go in uh, to the to the game, watch them warm up, and they play the game. They were playing Auburn, as I recall. And uh, <clears throat> the place was packed, absolutely packed, the old Ag Center on Highland Road in Baton Rouge. <clears throat> so the game ends. They win by, like, three. I think the score was something like 73-70. Pistol Pete had 65 points in the game. So he scored 65 of the 70 points for, for LSU to win the game. The game. The game ends, the freshman game ends, and the building is unloading. It's like everybody's leaving, and the varsity's about to come out. Well, as a kid, as a kid uh, I was accustomed to going to high school games where, you know, the junior varsity, or we used to call them when I was a child in the 60s, we called them the B team. You know, the B team would play first. And then the varsity would come out and play the next game. So I thought, okay, this is just like high school. Uh, some of the guys on the B team will play for the varsity. They just go in, take a, you know, uh, put on the, the different uniform, take a quick shower maybe, and they come back out, warm up, and play. So I was fully expecting Amerovich to come out and play with the varsity. And I'm like, I've looked up at my uncle. I said, Uncle, where's, where's everybody going? And he said, um, he said, uh, Tim, the, the, the show has left the building. <laughs> I said, what? What? I, he said, he's, he's not coming out. I said, Pete's not coming out? He said, no, the freshman can't play in college for the varsity. And I went, oh, man, what a bummer. <laughs> I was ready to watch him go again. You know? <laughs> That's, the, you know, the, the mind of an 11-year-old at the time, right? Sure. So, anyway, pretty incredible stuff. Uh and and that's the kind of uh, I, I think we would have watched him play uh, if, if he wanted to play two or three games. We would have watched him, and I think the same was true with Chris. He uh, he was just unbelievable. He had a game at Florida that was maybe even better than the game he had at Ole Miss. Uh, that 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 I think he went for like fifty five or fifty six in that game at O'Connell O'Connell Center that I'll ne- never forget. Norm Sloan was coaching and he was just he was throwing his arms up there was not he there, there was no defense they were running a diamond and two a box and one he changed defenses you know the whole game couldn't 
you just could not stop that kid. And like I said, if he didn't make, if he didn't make the basket, he got the assist for the basket. So virtually every, every point that was scored, he, he accounted for in some way. The M and M boys for our listeners, Moten and Maxwell at Florida. Yeah. That's uh, I got their autographs when I was a kid. Timmy B, Tim Brando, <laughs> sharing great stories of uh, Pistol Pete and, and Chris Jackson, among others. And uh, we were all, even though he was playing, he may not have been playing for your team, LSU. Man, was he worth the price of admission. Or, yeah. as Timmy B was talking about, he was must-see TV at that time. Um which, as Timmy B knows, the ACC dominated at that time. The Big East, we were growing up with, you know, Hoya Paranoia and Bayheim and Lou Carnesecca and even Patino was at Providence for a minute. And, you know, it, we weren't really a basketball school, but when you got Barkley and Chuck Person and Moten and Maxwell and Chris Jackson and Shaq, that whole run, it was unbelievable time. And, and, well, uh, I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this, Bo. I think the decade of the 80s was a golden era for college basketball altogether. Absolutely. People, you know, uh, you know I, I came around, like I said, 1985 uh, was Georgia Tech's first ACC title year, and I was doing the ACC tournament that year for ESPN. Uh, imagine, uh, 29 years old, living out a dream, and I'm at the Omni in Atlanta doing, uh, you know, Carolina and NC State in the semifinals, and uh, Georgia Tech – uh, and uh, and Duke were playing in another semifinal game. I mean, you talk about a thrill. That was absolutely a thrill. <clears throat> and during that time, LSU and had challenged Kentucky. I mean, think about the personalities the SEC had as coaches. Hugh Durham had been to a Final Four in 83. That's the team everyone forgets because Louisville and, and NC State played in that great game, five slamma jamma against uh, the Doctors of Dunk. Uh, but but Georgia was a year removed from having Dominique, and they went to the Final Four the year Dominique left. Yeah. And you had uh, Norm Sloan was at Florida. Um, LSU had Daddy Dale. Uh, Ole Miss had just gone to its first tournament and won the SEC, I think beating Georgia with Dominique in 1980. Um, you know, the Sean Tui and, and John Stroud, and those guys were playing uh, in those days. Um Great players could be found everywhere. Yes. Um, and and then moving forward, you saw um, Alabama went to four straight Sweet 16s in the decade of the 80s. That team that Wimp had, that, uh, that Mark Godfrey playing guard with Jimmy Farmer, uh, McDice, uh, Bobby, Lee, Bobby, Lee, Bobby Lee Hurt was an incredible talent that played at Alabama during the time in which uh, – uh, Chuck Person, uh, the Rifleman, was playing with, with Barkley at Auburn. I mean, everybody had great players, uh, and everybody had dynamic, charismatic coaches. Sonny Smith, Wimp Sanderson, you know, CM was at Vanderbilt back then. You had the Bomb Squad with Scott Drought and, uh, and, and all of that talent uh, inside, too. They always had big guys that were fantastic players at, at Vanderbilt, and they went to Sweet 16s in those days. You know, Dale went to two Final Fours in 81 with his best team, I think. That 81 team with Howard High C. Carter, Ethan Martin, uh, Dwayne Scales, Rudy Macklin, um, Greg Cook. That was just a, an awesome basketball team. And, if you know, the, unfortunately in the regional finals uh, at the Superdome, Rudy got hurt, uh, messed up his uh, his finger, oh. 
and it affected him in the Final Four in a way that I thought really hurt them against Indiana. Um, oh, not to make excuses. Isaiah Thomas. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Bobby Thomas Knight. and that team beat beat mm-hmm. LSU in in '81 in the Final. That team won, went 31 and five, and was 17 and one in the SEC. Wow! Think about that. Timmy B. And yes, you see. <laughs> um, I got to take a break. We should have taped this. I hope to get you back on um, in a couple of months when you're done with college basketball because we could do sure, some man. more storytelling. I have loved watching you since I was a kid. Uh, keep up the good work. I'm glad the grandkids are going great and that you're coming over to Madison, Mississippi every now and then. That's where the studio is, and that's where we're broadcasting from well, I'll right now. I'll see you sometime while I'm there. I'll man, buy you lunch or dinner. Thanks, Sounds Timmy good, B. Bro. I'd love to do that. You bet. Tim Brando, longtime broadcaster, national, joining us on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. That was a treat, and it was driven by your next Ford F-150 truck at Mack Hike Ford, I-55 North in Jackson. Also presented by two brothers and the amazing wings, street tacos, and fried cheese at uh, one of the SEC's best bar and grills. We'll be back tomorrow for a football Friday and some Super Bowl talk. See you.